Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Snails go creeping by so slowly by crawling by. You're so mean to Jeff. Why is that? I'm not mean. This is a brotherly love. Brotherly love. Boy, that's how I'm going to read all day. It's going to be great. I just got he's, him comps to absinthe. He, yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's not like this outside of the show. Okay. It's just on the show. Getting in the zone, baby. That I'm, Fair I'm, enough. I'm, You're having your Red Bull. I wouldn't say I'm his comedy foil, but I'm definitely the target of a lot of his. <laughs> his Vagitac. He's my Vagitac. He's 80s Jeff. He's Vagitac. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Focus Geek Shock number 223. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. And Bonzo the Beast. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Gentlemen, before yes. we go into our, what do we do? There's some comments I wanted to. Oh, we got comments. Yeah. I love comments. Uh, first first off, uh, uh, Michael Johnson, gentleman, regular contributor to the show. Yes. Uh, and regarding to the, uh, the porn actor that looked like... Uh, the guys from Gordon yeah, Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. The Gordon Ramsay look-alike porn actor that, was, that was killed a dwarf. by yeah. dwarf. Yes. Gored by uh, half-eaten by badgers. Badgers. Yes. Right. Badgers. Badgers. That, badgers. That story badgers, badgers, badgers. Outrageous. Badgers, badgers, well, well, he it did. He sent me this link that shows uh, that Urban Dictionary is still all over. So now uh, Badgers Den uh, officially slang referring to the set of a pornographic film featuring midgets. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy urban dictionary is already on that huh? yeah oh lord and wow. so there it is do they listen to the show <laughs> trust me that there, there are plenty of other outlets besides us talking about that story okay yeah but yeah that's yeah, because holy of crap we okay. did that we, did that. we should sure. say that that's what i'm saying well we got we got we got glappy going we're good with that yes we do that's true yeah, that's a that's a smart word paul i'm glappy you're here i'm glappy to be here most of the time <laughs> Uh, and the other one is uh, Scully, yes. who uh, uh, a regular messenger that I appreciate every time. Uh, you had a back and forth that I really enjoyed, so I just wanted to <laughs> uh, share that. Uh, so Scully oh, wrote, in, in reference to your wonderful... The Biting the Werewolf's Ball song. Yes. Oh, man. Which we won't sing again the this week. The pop song? The, the pop song. Pop the, the ball. The pop yeah. song yeah. of yeah. the ugly couch show is yes. The Werewolf in My Balls. Oh, that's just the I, current one. Yeah, uh, just the current version. But uh, but he he put out there never was so much effort been spent for so little in return. <laughs> uh, but it's it's your response that I really really enjoy that that uh, that got a little deeper on that. So all right, which so, opened up the conversation a bit. So Scully said, you know, uh, never <laughs> uh, never has so much effort been spent for so little in return. Okay, so my response to that was that's just it. This is what always struck me so funny. The It's the utter uselessness of the plan to bite werewolf balls that makes it so hilarious. It's a, it's a Sisyphean nightmare of, of humor about the human condition, disguised as a song about werewolf balls. It's man's futile attempt to make sense of a senseless existence. Now, then Scully responded. I'm trying not to laugh. I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't so even heard this response. What's his response? So then this is Scully's response. If you were talking about licking Frankenstein's taint, then yeah, <laughs> all that would apply. The necrotic yet still sweaty space between the creature's asshole and penis acting as a stand-in for Dante's metaphor of purgatory's road of souls leading inevitably to hell. Sure, that makes perfect sense. But 
werewolf balls. Are you fucking ridiculous? It's fucking ridiculous, and you should know better. All right. <laughs> We're going to have to agree to disagree on the mixed metaphors, but, uh, you know, I've got my own interpretation of it. But that's really, that is what really makes it so funny to me, is that what a dumb idea. I'm going to plan, a plan, to bite werewolf's balls. How dumb. But what other things, I mean, it's no dumber than most things people do with their lives. He has a plan to bite werewolf balls. I have a plan to play Minecraft after I edit the show. Right. And I have so. a plan to eat Kate Beckinsale's taint. Well, so. hey, <laughs> then that's a well, great that, plan. That has, that has a good life purpose, though. That's Damn great, right it does. But see, that's not that's not a dystopian nightmare. That's <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, I actually made a drink named Kate's taint before. Kate's taint. An alcoholic beverage. Wow. It tasted like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Some tells me. Yeah, I got that's to be not, at, I got to be at a one. table read with her. Drop, drop, <laughs> drop, did you drop. Really? Yeah, I did. What? She's in Twenty One. You remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I was there for that table read. I was there with Spacey and the whole bunch. Nice. It was cool. Wow. I'm very jealous because how I, am I just now hearing about this? Never happened. I've never it's, been near the woman. I don't brag. I'm not a boaster, except to the internet. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Well, it's one of those. It's one of those days. Like I had, I had some uh, some really fun stuff come up with some possible gigs coming up, and so I've been sending out my what I have as much as a reel. You know, my old spots on uh, my old spot that I did on uh, what would you do and stuff like that. So ah, yes. I just kind of got the old uh, fifteen minutes of famous Paul in my brain right now. <laughs> That's one of those moments. So I open up the table, gentlemen. What geeky things you do this week? Um. I went to see Nitro Circus. Nitro Circus! How was that? That was awesome. Uh, there was nothing but like pyro and dudes on bikes and stuff doing awesome tricks, whether it was motorbike, you know, motocross, or whether it's a BMX. Like, they were doing some insane shit. There was like this very high ramp. They were they went down in like bikes. They went down in like tricycles. They went down in, in like, uh, we're talking like a tub with a shower attached to it. They went down in that. They went down in what looked like uh, like 80- Jackass Live. Yeah, but it was so awesome, and they, it was just it was so fun to be there. Did you pay for the whole seat, but you only needed the edge? <laughs> Actually, I didn't pay for the seat. <laughs> lucky, lucky you. So, um, but that's the that's the importance of being Bonzo, right? The fifteen minutes of being Bonzo. The dangerous ones when they jumped over the Badger Den. That's <laughs> yes, that's the, <laughs> the Badger. Don't den. cross in. Beware. I didn't see any badgers there. No, it was really cool. And then uh, Sunday, I had a Royal Rumble party at my house. I'm sorry. And so am I. Oh, I have heard nothing but vitriol and vile hatred for this PPV. Like, it's the worst thing that ever happened. Why? It's well deserved. Um, So. The as a wrestling fan, this is this is one of the pay per views that you look forward to every year. It's the one that sets the tone for what's going to happen for WrestleMania or at least whatever. <laughs> but apparently, the WWE likes to believe that, and, and unless I'm wrong here, and unless this is just a storyline, right? People, it think could be. They they think may, and maybe McMahon right, the, or Triple H or McMahon right, or Stephanie the, are just for the thirtieth. Maybe they're pulling out all the stops and really pulling the wool over our eyes. What what but they, they did, don't usually do that, right? So what <laughs> happened was basically there's a, a main character named Daniel Bryan, otherwise known as Bryan Danielson, to a lot of independent wrestling geeks like myself or Paul. Um, anyway, this person has legitimately spent most of his entire wrestling career climbing the ladder of success, so to speak. He's at a level now where any time that he enters an arena, 
It's of like almost. I'm not saying it's like of epic proportions to where it's like Stone Cold Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan. That's on a whole different level. But when he enters, people are chanting, "Yes, yes!" He gets incredible pop. pop. He's he's that's what it's all about. Love his ass. He and he's he's technically incredibly proficient. They only love his he's, ass. They love the whole thing. Oh, okay. The whole package. beard. The whole, oh, that's the best sure. part. Okay. He is he is an extremely technically proficient wrestler. He is good. He sells like a motherfucker. You never get bored watching him. Nope. And he and he and it never comes off as fakey fake. Even when he is working with some terrible right. other performers, he can make he can save a fucking match. He's one of the he and Punk are like the two guys, in my opinion, that I never am like grossed out by their matches they always bring something to it all right so anyway sunday uh is the royal rumble pay-per-view what it was is a royal rumble match for those of you who do not know or watch wrestling is a 30-man match every oh, jesus okay so there's two guys that started off usually every two minutes another man enters the ring your goal is to be the last man standing in this match. The only way to be eliminated is tossed over the top rope and both feet must touch the floor. That is the only way to lose this match. So the last person in the ring gets a world title shot at WrestleMania, their biggest event. They main event, they headline the biggest event of the year, right? So anyway, on Sunday, Daniel Bryan, A, was in the first match of the card, which stole the show, nonetheless. Number two, he wasn't even involved in the Royal Rumble match, which is... A major complaint for a lot of people because he's one of the biggest stars of their corporation right now. He's the contender. He was the world champion for a half a minute. Yeah. It was the dumbest storyline ever. Well, he's been they world champion. They finally got it away from and, Cena. Right. And then the powers that be freaked out. Took it away from him. Cena wasn't the champion. Here's the thing about Daniel Bryan right now, though. Apparently, even though he is their, their biggest superstar, so to speak, he's not selling merchandise, which is also a bigger problem. And, and that's the that's usually, but the thing is, apparently Vince McMahon is high on this guy right now. So, but again, it could be just where as to like, so at the pay per view, everybody complained. Everybody was like, they feel they got ripped off. They didn't even enjoy the Royal Rumble match itself. So, when does the uh, wrestling Netflix begin again? When, uh, when February twenty fourth, the day after their next pay-per-view okay. and then it starts right after Monday Night Raw that so it's like 11:05 Eastern on the 24th I believe uh, but uh their goal they might be building up to something to push Here's the thing over the that edge. I thought about this is what we talked about the WWE network My, as much as a lot of people are talking about this being a good thing it's also a bad thing and it kind of diminishes that market a little bit I mean for them but I think what they did was is they just might have milked this as one of their last two pay-per-views that people really have to pay for if you're going to purchase the WWE Network. So they might have just said, hey, well, this is 45 or $55, depending on if you bought regular HD, that we can get out of the consumer because we still have one more pay-per-view to go. And then if you get the WWE Network for the entire year, starting with WrestleMania up until next year, you get all 12 pay-per-views included in right. the network. So I think they might have just pulled the wool over our eyes or – they're doing this just to spite the WWE fans, which is crazy. You don't want to spite. You, you it's, yeah, we you, wouldn't you have a single you have, in the hand. <laughs> but you might not know that company very well. But at the same time, you know, why would you want to spite? It's not like you have your fans and then you have these other people. You have your fans. You but here's like the thing. They don't, don't give a shit. They don't. They don't give a flying fuck. They keep employed the worst people and they fire the best people consistently. They let legends go by the by, by the wayside 
and you have Michael Cole hosting your show for decades. Decades. The man has no skill on the microphone whatsoever, and he's... You, you disagree? No, no. That is like an agreement right? with you. Okay. I'm shaking my hand right. like none. Right. Like it's one of those big things. Like this guy is the commentator. Like to the point where he became involved in storylines a couple years back, was a wrestler and all this bullshit. It's and the horrible. guy is garbage. Absolutely garbage. So is JBL. What the fuck is he doing on the microphone? You know why? He's a poor man's Jerry Lawler. But and you know why he's on anything. there? Because he provides. So Jerry Lawler is kind of like the face yeah, commentator no, I get it. He's in the, the middle. He's the bad guy. He's he's the he, Jesse he's, Ventura he's trying to, to be the the, 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 the Bobby Bobby Heenan. Nobody will ever. Nobody be Bobby will ever be Bobby Heenan. That's the thing. The only or person the, close enough to Heenan was Heyman. That's it. Right, and I think even Miz, if he'd take it to eleven, could do it. But Maybe. they're not letting him go full heel, and it's just like <laughs> we could be at this you all have day, Paul. Lost me. All right, well, sorry, I was lost sorry. Like ten minutes ago, <laughs> we we could be at this all day. Thing is, thing but is, it's they, like you're reading the end of the periodic table right they, now. They, he's. It's like the periodic I'm thinking table? people on the well, microphone. The, the only one I can remember is Mean Gene, Here's and I'm thing, just sitting right? there going, "I'm like, well, Mean Gene's coming back for the thirtieth, I think. I believe so. Pretty cool. But so the so big, is Hogan. The, the big thing that that Bonzo was talking, and it's true, is WWE is really big on sticking square pegs and round holes all the fucking time. Without question. And hammering and hammering and hammering. Fans, ratings, any of it be damned. Because the man has a vision, and eight times out of ten, his vision has paid dividends. You want to know You want to know what's funny about what you just said, too? All the people that complained about Sunday, I guarantee you they watched last night. Absolutely. Well, you know what? There is something about not giving the fans what they want mm-hmm. because it keeps them wanting. That's it. Well, there's that, and and it and it it creates a kind of a controversy and gets people talking again. I mean, it's big uproar. It's Dude, big I had people at my house. I had people at my house. We all pitched in for the pay per view. I felt bad taking money from people. That's how serious I was. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> they set the place I mean, on fire. It's not the only place. No, seriously, I've heard that. I've heard it was just really, really garbage. Um, you know, good wrestling is hard to find anyway. But they're really kind of dropping the ball here. It's weird. Yeah. I want to see how this all shakes out. I, I fast forward most of my my show when I watch Raw. I have the to first twenty minutes too. is absolute shit because they put they especially if they put Cena on the mic. I got no time for that. Uh, there's it's nothing actually going on. so good that it's on the mic. It's not even funny. He's so good on the mic, Cena. He's better than most people that even touches the mic. But his character is so garbage. I wish he's being he was, himself. But, oh, he's so terrible. That's why he means his character is garbage. I get. Huh? I mean, I just wish you know. And it's fucked up because he is a good guy. I mean, like a, a he's a really nice guy, generally awesome person. Like really but, nice. But God damn, boy. Right, let's, let's stop talking right. about this because it's gonna hurt yeah, my feelings. We'll go on somewhere. forever. <laughs> well, all right, whatever. Well, you know what? I I, I did a little something with wrestling. What? Week. How you like that? I ended up watching that Glow documentary. That oh, you, so did I. Seen. It, Put a tear uh, in my eye. It really did, especially when it gets to the whole Mountain Fiji thing. Right? Oh, my God. Very sad. But, you know, she still had quite the legacy, and I think, you know, it, Absolutely. it, it, it ended on a decent note. Not so great for her, mm-hmm. but, you know, she let a lot of that kind of slide on her own. And thinking of the Riviera, because which is for a lot of you that know Glow took place at the Riviera, um, I'm still surprised that is one of the last hotels still standing. Uh, and, yeah, it was Glow... Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. That's what. Okay. Sorry, this, I just this, want let's to face it. This, this, not a lot of people know Glow. 
but it was funny and, and it was really fun to watch and see and you know it's it's the same kind of it's the same story of what's going on right now with the WWE that kind of thing where there are people in the company that think it should be all slapstick and it's a you know a, 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 a melodrama gone wacky and has a little bit of uh, you know Saturday they tried to put a little bit of Saturday Night Live in the glow mm-hmm. right really lame cornball jokes and sketches and stuff like that and uh, there's some of that in WWE too like, I mean there's a oh god that if you'd seen Tensai and Brodus Clay together you would have you would have wept just out of no idea who they're talking about. It's the worst it's thing that hilarious. ever happened. It's the worst. It's one of the worst things that ever happened. Tensai, for those of you who don't know, Tensai is a wrestler who's been around forever. He got really big in Japan. Um, he started off his career as Prince Albert way back in the day, and then they just started calling He's, him. He's uh, like the second coming of George Animal Steel in the way that where he had to shave his back. I'll give it to you. Okay. On He's a big old dude. And he's bald, and 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 he he used to have piercings everywhere, and that was the whole gag of Prince Albert. For those of you ah. who know, that's a wiener piercing, and I guess people caught on to that, so they just started calling him Albert after a while. Uh, but also, I always thought that was an outrageous thing to even claim because if you have a wiener piercing and you're about to get body slammed, you're insane. <laughs> that's you are, gonna hurt, right? You're insane. No way are you gonna get that. punched. I, anything, you know, moving in the ring, jumping onto the ring with a wiener piercing. No, no, no. Anyway. Jeff's flashing me over here. Are those face tattoos he has legit, or is that a thing he puts on makeup-wise? That's a makeup thing. Great. Okay. I was hoping that, because otherwise he had committed to something that was destined to fuck. Uh, it was, like Mike Tyson? Yeah. It was just bad news. Because <laughs> when he came back, he had this huge, he has all these face tattoos of these uh, Japanese symbols and stuff, and I guess all over his body, too. The body stuff, I think, is, is on there. Uh, I th- no, that's Some of it? fake no, too. No, that's all fake too? That's okay. fake too. Wow. Okay, great. Well, good. At least he didn't commit too hard to hey, the character. Hey, hey, Paul, wrestling is fake. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> you come and look at these things. You think they're legit. Hey, real life is fake. Word. <laughs> True. True enough. It is. It's all perception. But anyway, this guy comes back as Tensai, the big badass from J- from Japan coming to just fucking slaughter, right? His, okay. His music intro starts up and it's all, hold on the mic. And all these real That's badass, actually accurate. <laughs> these real badass taiko drums, you know? And everybody's like, oh, and he comes out, he's badass. And he's badass for about three weeks. And then the bit's just not selling. And they turn on a dime. And they Characters make him, don't they make sell him, anymore. They make him comic relief with Brodus Clay, who used to be a bodyguard for Snoop Dogg, who's actually a kind of a fun guy to watch. Just a big old chunky guy who dances around and then they okay. both dance around so they become Brodus Clay and they call him Sweet Tea instead of Tensai and he's like wearing a baby diaper in one match what was that about I don't fucking remember dude, don't it's ask just, me it's the sickest shit <sighs> fuck let's you get out of this right? let's get yeah, out of this yeah. fuck Please. you wrestling this week let's we just say that like and for those who don't minutes. care about wrestling like Jeff over here uh, I appreciate you sitting through that <laughs> uh, 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 I'm really sorry everybody uh, this, this, <laughs> it's my fault I talked about the rumble it's my fault. Any other geeky I'm things? Sure, I'm sure uh, Carl is probably having a time listening to this. Right. He's enjoying right. it. So uh, Carl, Steve, James, uh, Liver. Who, yes, people are enjoying this. There are wrestling artists. fans out there? Big Black. There are. Yeah, I know I know you're talking We about, have wrestling but, fans. But half of our people don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, I had my second week of uh, the, improv, or the, uh, the uh, improv Kingdom Showcase over okay. at... Uh, the Baobab stage. Anybody's in uh, in town here in Vegas, want to come see some uh, fun improvisational comedy on a Monday night, 8 o'clock show, 6 o'clock drop-in class, 
15 bucks for both, $10 each if you want to do them separately or just come to the show, 10 bucks, uh, 8 p.m. Come check it out. The Baobab Theater inside Town Square. It's an awesome location. Beautiful new theater that we're playing in. And uh, we got some really fun stuff. We do like a Who's Line for the first half, and then we break it out in a long form for the second half. And uh, it's really, it's going really well. I'm very pleased and uh, going to grow it into something big. I'm so excited for your new location. I am too, man. It's really, really cool. Having a good time with it. So that's my geeky thing, I guess, this week. What else did I do? I went to my comic book store and spent an inordinate amount of money because I had backlogged a bunch of old issues. I got to read do. some books, man. Got to read some books. But I picked up the second volume of Batman and Robin, which I liked that first volume more than I thought I would. Okay. It started off rough because Damien's hard to even read. But uh, that character. Mm-hmm. But it he's, got. He's a rough edged character. Yeah, he's but it's just like. It's almost unbelievable. Because the way, he's, the way he's, he, he's like. It's that balance between his complete arrogance right. and and the fact that you know he does kind of want to do good, right? But do, or good do good things and and live up to his father's but shadow. But he's a little but devil. He's a dick, right? <laughs> he's when, a and fucking he, dick, and he's he's an agul. Yeah, yeah, he's a fucking agul. So he's That's fighting what, that, you know, yeah, it's, that it's, aspect he's got, of he's his. He's got the devil in his blood, and so it's really interesting. And it's to the point where I picked up the second book, and it's going pretty good so far. So just started reading that uh, trade. So that's nice. Uh, that was good. And then uh, playing the hell out of XCOM this week. Yeah, you're back to XCOM. Yeah, XCOM Enemy Within. I've almost gotten it beat again. I did the thing where you get close to the end game and you just stop, kind of, and you just build up everything. And I just took my time with it. And I got it to the point where I have three full-end mech warriors. Um, it's crazy. I got uh, And I got one. Uh, my one girl who's got the psychic ability okay she's tricked out with all the genetic mods that came in this new one too you played the second version i have not played the so second dope. version so that's the two big additions you can do genetic modification to your soldiers which is out of control and then you can make them into uh mechs okay and you have to augment them then too so before they get into their suits they're just they got these skinny little metal arms and shit it's so funny they get their arms cut off and shit to become these mech guys so crazy but then you trick it out you can go three levels of mech build you had to collect all this meld stuff on missions you had to go and collect these canisters so it adds another level of uh hide and seek and you gotta you know go out there yeah exploration so it's it's that whole risk reward thing it's like yeah oh you you, you go just so far and you go oh there's that canister it's gonna expire in three turns oh geez there's even on a timer it's crazy it's like oh but fuck there's a bunch of fucking mech robots over here and how do i do it no it's really they've tweaked this the the system out perfectly it's it's a brilliant brilliant game i i love it and i mean it says i never beat games this will be the second time i've beaten this one and it's a huge endeavor to do so so yeah i'm, I'm I feel on, like i want to do that with another video game but i'm not sure which one yet i can't recommend xcom highly enough it is my favorite thing of the last two years it's really good. It's good. really good. What system is this for? 360. And it's only like 40 bucks new. You can probably find it 30 bucks new, uh, actually, actually, right now. Actually, I think you... Uh, 20, even. I think if you're PlayStation Plus, it might be free. Holy shit. I don't have PlayStation Plus, but... Oh, okay. I might be able to find it on the PS Network. Though, I'm huh? sure you can find it on PS Network. It's on PlayStation. And you'll find it for 20 bucks or less. Yeah, you'll find it for 20. Uh, uh, the new one, Enemy Within, which has all the extra little stuff in it, you might uh, it might still be 40. Okay. But even if it's 30, 30 or 40, it's worth 40. Uh Grab the find new a one. hard copy. Yeah. Grab the new one. Yeah, you yeah, can find a hard copy. copy. Yeah. Okay. Grab the new one. You you'll be glad you did because the the extra stuff is is well worth it. It's really cool. This actually sounds kind of fun, and you got me interested in it's it. It's so. really cool. Did you ever play the original no, XCOM? No. See, I mean that was that was my thing back when I was in college in the dorm. I played. I the play shit certain video one. games. I mean, like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a lot of people always ask me, why aren't you into like you know first person shooters? I'm like, it takes 
certain games for me to be a first person shooter. Uh, Max Payne, the original one, was kind of like that mm-hmm. for me. Like it was, it didn't seem first person shooter, and it told a story at the same time. Which it was third person, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. but it was like I, it told a story about yeah. it, and it was one character, and I liked that. The second one was around the same thing. The third one was first person mostly, and uh, but that whole story, like I went back and played it again, and I'm like, this game just gets better to me every time I play it. Uh, this one is turn-based strategy, but it's brilliant. There is a hell of a story. It's great. Like, I actually think I want to go back and play Red Dead Redemption again. Why oh, not? yeah, that's a great one. That's Why a great not? one. That's I, the one. I still haven't beaten Undead Nightmare, and that's a crazy storyline, too, with the zombie yeah, shit. I haven't done that. I haven't beaten I may that. not have either. I, I, I started playing it, but I haven't beaten that. it. I'm going to do that. Right? See? Thank I'm, you for inspiring me, Paul. <laughs> shit I'm, Sorry, I'm sure I'm going to regret asking this, but... Uh, after the show last week, Paul, I saw uh, the new Maddie Collector thing coming up, the companion piece to Castle Grayskull, the Snake Mountain. The that is $300 right? Snake Mountain. That is not Maddie. Is it not? No. That is, it I, said it was That companion. is Icon Heroes. Okay. Because it said it's the thing. same four horsemen thing. design. It's similar. Okay. It's not four horsemen. That's, it's other okay. guys. The, the, the info that I it's, had read is incorrect. Though. Yeah, it's other guys sculpting it. I don't think so. They may have had a hand in inspiring it. Maybe they helped out a little bit, but I don't think so. This is this is Icon Heroes. So last year they came out with Castle Grayskull. Yes. Small version, but full. Bigger, wider. Smaller, but but bigger in scale in a way. Mm-hmm. Showed the whole back and everything. It doesn't fold out in half. It just becomes this big thing. It's just, it's just solid piece. Then they brought out this expansion for it, which is beautiful. The base, like in the cartoon, the big craggly steps kind of thing leading uh, to it. Yeah. So that's a, another piece. It's another hundred bucks. And then they came out with I don't, I don't think they even out yet the the Wind Raider and the or the, the Talon Fighter and the Point Dread, which you can actually attach to the top of Castle Grayskull or stand on its own. And so this new Snake Mountain that they've just come out with is kind of a hybrid, sort of between the animated series and the original toy release. Yeah, that so I read. So one side of the mountain has that crazy face that the toy had, and the other side is much more the spiral snake dripping uh, fountain look of the of the cartoon, which is great. They're, they're beautiful pieces. I've been very, very tempted, but I blew my wad on, on Grayskull Gray 300 um, on the big one that fits with the toys. How, big, how big is this? Uh, these, uh, these Popeye, these, yeah. uh, they, they're, I'm going to say like 14 inches wide and maybe about 10 inches tall okay they're not that huge they're 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 statuey they're right they're, they're smaller that's still a respectable they're size. still they're still big they're still you know quite presentational but but they're uh, and and they're and they're hyper detailed and and they're really really pretty on the discussion of figures and whatnot um i was thinking about this a long time i remember making uh note of me losing a samuel signed samuel L. jackson shaft figure from movie maniacs which still brings a tear to my eye sure because uh, i love sam and right. that's just how it goes Where are you ever going to get one of those again exactly unless i find one and get and go get it signed but mm-hmm. i've never met sam and i don't think i'm ever going to but i realized what else was in that collection when i lost it and i was very i just thought of it recently and i was very upset there was a still in mint condition in package mind you a a-team uh original a-team figure of murdoch Oh. oh no, that's a good piece. You think? Yeah, Dwayne Wright. Is that his name? Wrong. No, I don't know. That's Dwayne. Is that his name? 
Oh, you mean the, the actor's name? The actor. No. No, that was uh, uh, Murdoch was uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, right Jesus. It was Jesus. On, yeah, on... Barkley. Dwayne Wright. Isn't that his name? No, it's uh, it's so. Dwayne something. Johnson. I just totally blanked out. It's not Dwayne Johnson. I think it's Dwayne Wright. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's a he's a wonderful actor. He's Barkley. Great. Great as Barkley. Excellent stuff. Um, dude, I remember all those figures. That I wanted those toys so bad as a kid. You remember the commercial? It's Dwight, Dwight Schultz. Schultz buddy. Dwight Schultz. Sorry. Dwight Schultz. It's, it's, Dwayne Dwight. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's why I was throwing me. I was like, no, it's not yeah. Dwayne. Remember that? They're the A team. You know the soldiers of fortune. They're the A team. Yeah. Uh, they're something, something that duh. you can pretend that you're Hannibal, Murdoch, or Face. Oh, or yeah, the commercial. Yeah. You know each one is an ace. They're the A team. And they yeah, had the fucking when van. the figures first came out and they had the van. And yep. Yeah. Badass. Everybody had all of that stuff. So good. Those like, are the Dukes of Hazard toys. I always wanted those. I, I had, had those. the car, the van. And now this is really making me upset that I lost this damn figure. (laughs) (laughs) You can get it back. Thing is, when shit like that goes out of your life, it's for a reason. If you're meant to have it, it'll come back to you. It was my entire movie, Maniacs. I have had... Oh, there's a geeky thing this week. I have had the most incredible Adventure Time Happy Meal toy karma of all time. <laughs> oh, are there wow. Chase figures now or something? Well, I've, I don't have BMO yet. So if anybody out there wants to get me a BMO, I'll take a BMO. I want, there you go. I'll take several many BMOs. But if anybody's listening and you can find me the Murdoch figure, please <laughs> let me know. On two separate occasions, I went to McDonald's drive throughs asking about the toys, being as polite as I could. Because I know it's a hassle, and I don't want to hassle them. I know they're already hassled, you know. And lady was like, oh, we got a box in the back, I guess. And I'm like, oh, well, don't sweat it, you know. Don't even, you know. And then she ends up giving me, like, three toys for free. Oh. I was like, fucking A. Wow. Right? You know, awesome. And then uh, and then I went to another one, and it was the same thing. It was the same kind of situation. It was like, uh, here, you don't have to pay for the toys. Here you go. Here's this, and just here's your meal. Like, what the? Wow. Do you Great. go to these McDonald's often? Nope. I have just exceptional toy karma, dude. I have really good toy karma. Hey, can you ask for somebody to get you the Murdoch figure? <laughs> I could find it. You could find it on eBay in no time. No, just ask somebody to give it to you. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, Why I mean, wouldn't I'll, you okay, want to do right, that? I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there in the etherverse. Anyone listening? If anyone has a spare <laughs> Murdoch <laughs> figure from the A-Team, you can send it my way. Contact me. Uh, through the the website, send a message, say hey, whatever, uh, and I'll I'll get back Paul, to you. Paul, that you was know, and very it, considerate of you, and I'll give the, it to Bonzo. The Thank you. That was very considerate of you. Of Paul having a good toy karma week is that next week our shelf is going to be filled with all of his extras and duplicates <laughs> and the ones that he doesn't want. No, I, I like them all. They're really, really cool. We have become God the unofficial that. repository for Paul's like unwanted toys. His hate collection? I it's do like, give you ridiculous McDonald's toys. Like, I don't want this. Here, this is for you guys. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. He just convinced. leaves yeah. it on the shelf. Yeah, that's true. He just leaves them. <laughs> I, try and be, I try and be as uh, sneaky no, that's as clean. I can. It's clean now. Yeah, for now, got all the toys away, huh? I wonder what we I have at home I could bring over here for you. We don't even start. We got a show <laughs> to begin. News you don't give a shit about. Your mom. Hi, mom. If you're listening. <laughs> uh, Nobody's mother's listen to this show. Oh, you'd be surprised. Well, well, they listen a couple times and they stop, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, down the road, some of these people will be mothers, and most of these guys are motherfuckers. So there you go. <laughs> hey, why are you talking about me like that? Because. Okay, fine. Because of your whole fucking your mother thing. 
Jesus. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Werewolf bit my balls. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's all about the plan. It's, it's sour grapes. <laughs> it really is. That's what the balls thing, taste like. Sour yeah, grapes. They do. Sour werewolf, grapes. Werewolf balls have a very distinct... You know what it is? It's sour grapes because I didn't come up with it. They're like a rosé. <laughs> <laughs> a hairy rosé. <sighs> You're too much. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I just hear the words hairy and then rosé together. It's really... <laughs> Harry Rosé. Wow. Hi, I'm Harry Rosé. I'll be your sommelier. (laughs) Isn't that great? My name rhymes with my job. I'm Harry Rosé, the best sommelier. Uh, A new character has been invented. If you guys would like to uh, try some of our wines, we have some really great stuff on tap. This is going (laughs) to pop up on American Dad now. Roger's new character is going to be... This is going to be a sommelier. Harry Rosé, the sommelier. sommelier. You have great wines on tap. We have great wines on tap. That's right. (laughs) We do. What we do is we we put the bottles upside down in a Jaeger machine. So they come out chilled. Although the the first shot is very sedimentary. I love a good chilled Cabernet. First shot, yes. The first shot is very sedimentary. We have some whites if you're into that. We have some blacks if you're into that. (laughs) Whatever you want. I'm... I'm Harry Rosé, and I'm here to say whatever wine you like is here today. <laughs> I'll make you so glad that you're here to stay. I'll be your favorite sommelier. Oh, Harry Rosé. I actually got up and walked yeah. away. Was... You have to sometimes. <laughs> you were saying something to No, I wasn't. Here, suck on the napkin that I used to wipe up some of it. You'll get the taste. It's so good. Ignore the napkin taste and focus on the wine taste. It's like a bar mat shot for, for <laughs> wine wine aficionados. <laughs> well, you both did that at the same That's the time. I'm thinking about that shit. It's the grossest. Oh, you've never heard of the bar mat shot? Oh, or? I can. It's, it's nasty. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> right? No, thank Su- you. The ultimate suicide drink. Basically. Barf. Well, what I well, thought of, what you probably thought of too, Todd, yeah. was not just the bar mat. I thought bar mat, the stuff, the, the footing. Yeah. That's what hit me first. I can get it if it's just a little, the catcher in, at, yeah. the, at, the, at the bar level. Sure. Yes. That's one thing. That's not going to be too obscene. No, I'm not talking floor mats. No, but can, oh, the stuff, the floor mats and the bar. Oh, yeah. Those circular <laughs> just, ones just that for catch you, Paul, on. Yeah, I'm going to develop ones. the floor mat shot It's like the devil's the- koi pond. Every one, of those little, every one of those little circles has like a pit of, of <laughs> demons in it. You just walk around like, what did I squish on there? Oh, is something fucking moving in there? God damn it. Oh. <laughs> Koi Those pond. things are the worst. It's like the nine rings <laughs> the of, the, of the floor pond. shot. The devil's koi pond. Oh, the floor shot. What? You could die from that shit. This is not Dante's Inferno. This is Paul's Inferno. Oh. Uh. <laughs> well, don't drink it. Well, you know what? That kind of segues nicely into this week's news. Don't give a shit about. In honor of their German heritage, <laughs> Jelly Belly premiered a new flavor last weekend at the Winter Fancy Food Show in San Francisco. Unwashed oh, no. Lederhosen. Simpl- That's a great flavor. <laughs> Simply called draft beer, the bean reportedly tastes like a Hefeweizen-inspired ale. Uh, Jelly Belly described the bean in a press release saying, quote, The effervescence and crisp flavor is packed in a golden jelly bean with an iridescent finish. Beer connoisseurs will find the flavor profile to be clean with notes of wheat and a touch of sweetness. The aroma is mildly bready, unquote. 
So again, if you like your jelly beans to smell like bread or your beer to be disguised as a non-alcoholic jelly bean form, uh, there's great news for you. As far as weird flavors, it's also less interesting than, say, the early ones like lawn clippings, rotten egg, barf, skunk spray, and baby wipes. So, Do they make those anymore? Uh, yes. Yes, they do. I believe they still might make vomit. Yeah. Well, uh, although is, I don't know is if they still... it all gone into the uh, Harry Potter realm? Is that what that is? Those are all the Bernie bots? Those are the, a lot of the Bernie bots. Uh, I do know that they do keep those around in their factory. Yeah. I've toured the factory. It's, a, it's quite an okay. experience. Where is the factory? Uh, it is uh, like near Santa Rosa, California. Yeah, California. So, and a worthwhile visit if you're I'll in the bet. area. I'll bet. I was just See, watching I, Andrew I, Zimmern on there the other day. I okay. definitely want to find some of those because Hefeweizen is actually one of my favorite beers, and uh, I'd be interested in. That's a in real good. What's going it. to my mouth? I, will I bet say. you can just yeah. order them online. Easy. Probably. That's it's. I, just, I hope it's nothing beans. like those Harry like Potter shit. ones. Ugh. Do you remember those? I like booger. I like yeah. booger, sweet salty booger. Yep. I like booger and uh, popcorn's good. Well, popcorn's the best one. Butter uh, popcorn is the best I jelly belly flavor. Baloney, I hate that it's shit. It's the best one they made. It really oh, is good. I love that really one. Um, booger was okay in doses. It sometimes it'd be a little man. <laughs> you don't well, want to do a handful. When Skills yeah, no, is shoving them in your face and saying, "Eat this," oh, <laughs> it tastes like dirt. That's because it's dirt. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, this is disgusting. This is a terrible thing I've ever had. It's like, it's vomit. <laughs> you know, yeah. you remember that. I oh, remember that, that very well. That night was, oh, Here, terrible. just eat this one. Try Jeff, this you should order some. I'm not going to tell you what it is before you ma- give me what's, what's in your mouth night. And I'll just have to see if I can some. track some down. I think the most brilliant thing they did was when they took those and made the matching style ones. So it, it was either uh, tutti fruity or vomit. You didn't the, know. The, you could, oh, that was devilish. Yeah, that was cool that was devilish. And awesome. I like the I like the recipes. I think those are. I get a kick out of the recipes. Yeah, you mix a couple. Those up are and fun. Get some like wild the, shit. Mm-hmm. The coconut and something and the pineapple and then you make a pina colada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are Peanut really butter cool. Butter and jelly. The problem is like when you had the the complete mixed bag and you're like digging through and some of them kind of look like the other ones and you're just you're trying to, right, to you match get up those, for the recipe. Those nice trays that have them all separated. Yeah, I tell you what's good. a good deal though those messed up beans, big old a big bag of oh off, yeah you get like a five like? pound bag of Jelly Bellies and they're all but they're just a little irregular. Are, so yeah. That's uh, all it is. Some are yeah, usually their shapes are off. They're they're like some are like monstrous. Wow. Because they've combined into one bean from like Ooh. five. And, but it's like ten bucks for like five pounds of beans. Oh, so fuck. where do you get those? Only at the factory? Th- yeah, but I think they sell them online from their factory okay. store. Okay. So Paul's like, so gonna get one, dude. That's great. I mean, the great. flavors are fine. Sure. They're just like they're deformed. The shapes aren't like the hundred percent. I bought like five, five, pounds I bought like five bags. bags. Fuck yeah. Right? I th- actually I think I might be overselling it. I was gonna 10. say you're a candy addict, I know. So mm. uh, and that's it for news you don't give a shit about. All right, that's good. Wow. Let's so, get into so, the, the good weekend things. geek. The good weekend geek. Well, actually, this one, I don't know enough, so that's why I put it close. It's one of those, it could have gone either way. You tell uh, me. Uh, DreamWorks yes. is one step closer to producing its Ghost in the Shell movie. Uh, last oh. week, it hired Rupert Sanders to direct its live-action adaptation. Oh, it's going to be live-action? Yeah, he's the guy who directed uh, 2012's Snow White and the Huntsman with Kristen Stewart and Chris Helmsworth. Uh, the script... Didn't see it. Was it uh, terrible? Uh, the script yeah. is written oh by God. William Wheeler, who doesn't have many credits to his name, but a couple of projects stand out, like uh, 2006 The Hoax and three episodes of NBC's short-lived series, one of Paul's favorites, The Cape. 
Uh, <laughs> Paul's like, uh, Ghost in the Shell, a lucrative property, I'm started out. with a successful Japanese manga, uh, then adapted into multiple animated films, a television series, even a few video games. Uh, Ghost of the Shell, quote, follows the exploits of a member of a covert ops unit of the Japanese National Public Safety Commission that specializes in fighting technology-related crime, unquote. I will say this. They should shelve this. They should shelve this already. You know why? Because they were smart enough to do this with Akira. They should be smart enough to shelve this, knowing how much it's going to piss people Akira's off. Akira's back on track. Is it? Yeah, they shelved it, and then they fixed some things. Now it's moving again. There's nothing to fix. It's Is fine. it still going to star Wahlberg? It. Whatever. It's just... You know, here's the thing. I, I, hope, it's, I hope it's good. It'll be terrible, but Your I hopes hope and dreams good. are going to be shattered. But if it makes, but even if it, if it, even if it's shit and it makes money, it gets us that much closer to more interesting work using manga and anime as inspiration. Right. Now, hence I am, the term glappy. Now it is it is upsetting. <laughs> exactly, it is upsetting that they abuse or uh, you know dis dismantle the material in a way that is not befitting of the stuff that they're trying to talk about. Isn't the fact that they always try to Americanize oh, the... God, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and 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 Ghost in the Shell is such a cerebral thing. Yeah, okay, yeah it's, it's pretty heavy. I understand, where, than I understand where you're so headed with this with this comment here, but I, I wholeheartedly think if they wanted to do or keep in the realm of manga and wanted to do something, go into something that not a lot of people care about. Do something just to start out to see where you're going to well, head. Well, Arguably, not a lot of people care about Ghost in the Shell. Well, a I mean, lot if of you're nerds a manga do, fan, yeah, but, if you're a nerd. But, but that's a tiny sliver. I mean, how long has uh, Cameron wanted to do Battle Angel Alita? Forever, right? And he's put that off five, six projects ago. I don't know. Like, I would love to see that happen still. Um, and, you know, good on him for trying, but I'm still, yeah, that's it's going to be hard sell. Ghost in the Shell is fucking crazy you almost have to watch like for me I, first time i watched ghost in the shell was 96 yeah it had to be about that. the first 96. movie first movie yeah when it, okay. when it came to the states on vhs saw it in 96 and i was underwhelmed honestly i was like because eh. i was i was a manga head i was an anime head and i was like eh, okay it's all right then i watched this special on artificial intelligence with jillian anderson and for whatever reason the information there paired with the show. The next time I watched that movie, it was great. But you have to be equipped with the knowledge of what it's really about. It's really about artificial intelligence and "quote unquote" the soul, right? That's what it. That's that's the whole it's the term thing. Ghost in the Shell. It's a very yeah. That's exactly it. And it's a very esoteric and very nuanced uh, philosophical movie. Would you say it has like same themes as say Blade Runner? Similar, yes, okay. very it's much. Got, it's it's before the Matrix, so but it still has a little bit of like I think the Matrix had a little bit of the Ghost in the Shell right kind of theory along with it. One of the first episodes of the animated <laughs> series of Ghost in the Shell, the standalone complex that they did. Right. Uh, one of the first episodes, there's a, a storyline where a guy was a design a weapons designer and helped build out this tank, right? And then he was dying of cancer, and he decided he figured out a way to transfer his uh, consciousness consciousness into this this killer tank, right? So he did that as like this his is dying like one of the move. best ones. Too. It is a great episode. Yeah. He did that as like his dying move, and then he and he and he, and he this tank goes on this rampage, headed towards his parents' house to go and kill his parents because he felt 
betrayed by them because they had never loved him properly or all this backstory was really dark but it was really interesting and you know just put the having them put together all these puzzles is you know it's a it's a crime drama it's a it's a psycho drama but it really the heart of it is what does it mean to be human what does it mean to be conscious what does it mean to be alive what does it mean to you know do you sacrifice sensory awareness for um, you know, intelligence, enhanced, abilities, enhanced yeah. abilities, enhanced intelligence, enhanced knowledge. Do you, you know? It's just it, the definition of self. Like it's how it's a very inspiring, it's but, a, and a very moving kind of deep fucking thing, man. It's yeah. like how do you identify self? It's like like you know in the second movie. Uh, or maybe the first movie, but like at the end, the the main character, the protagonist, she transfers her her consciousness into a uh, like she puts basically her head on this tiny little girl body, right? And she like he's starting her life over again, right? And so now she's this young girl with all of this life experience and stuff, and there's all the ramifications of that, and it's just. It's just intriguing stuff. But, hmm. but, but, I've never it, really given it much of a it, shot. It's good. You've never seen Ghost it takes it takes some getting into, mm-hmm. and it's fucking slow. Sometimes it's really fucking slow. I think that's why I like it because it's like it's it just patient. takes its time, right? Yeah. But but if you come at it with yeah. that with that approach, knowing that this is a a study in ultimately the big it's 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 a bunch of big questions uh, dealt with uh, with the veneer of a crime drama. Uh, but yeah. it... it Americans are going to ham-fistedly fuck it up. They can't even do. <laughs> yeah. they, they can't even do forty-seven Ronin, which is not that tough of a story. So see, no. now you know how I feel I get about it. Akira being made. That movie, I swear, I get it. I know they're going to fuck it up, and yeah. I want to. I want to hang the director who's doing well, it. Well, unless they do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the anime, or 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 dig deeper and do and do a shot-for-shot shot remake of the manga. They could do that. You know what I mean? Like take it really far. Like I would love to see another version of Battle Royale. Based on the manga, yeah, because like I, I love the movies. But that be that be a that be a twenty hour epic. Those movies are great. The two battle royale films, those are great. But it'd you be a them? twenty hour epic today. That time we get. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like an HBO series yeah. if they did it that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, they should do a battle royale HBO series. That's not a half bad idea. It'd be crazy. All right, so yeah, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck it up too hard, <laughs> assholes. Me and Paul are coming for you. Ah, please, whatever. You know, I I, w- I would I, if I had the effort. In my body. <laughs> Basically, they see the half-naked chick with purple hair, and they go, "People like boobs. Let's yeah. make let's make science fiction <laughs> right. boob lady." And it is. It's a very provocative outfit, especially the one they put her in in the in the in the, in the show. It's ridiculous. Like, and some people can't even get past that because she's wearing basically a ba- half of a bathing suit and a and a jacket. It's like what? It's it, it and, was kind of where I think the fifth element took. And people watch from. that shit and they're like, "What the?" But it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers is looking to lock in Guy Ritchie to develop a massive six-film take on King Arthur. Uh, Deadline reports that the project would be a quote tentpole fantasy retelling Yawn. unquote. That will span two trilogies. Boring. Uh, judging by the description, sounds like it'd be akin to the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. Right. Sheer scope. <laughs> it's just what we need. More boring Hobbit shit. Uh, Rich- <laughs> High five over it's there. It's going to be so dumb. Richie was originally attached to uh, a King Arthur film a few years ago at Warner Brothers, which would have starred Colin Farrell, Game of Thrones' Kit Harrington, and The Dark Knight's Gary Oldman. Uh, that project fell apart before it entered production due to budget overages. Oldman was going to be uh, Merlin. I would assume so. Yeah. It would make sense. Yeah. I, I heard about that one. 
So I'm glad they didn't do that. Colin Farrell is not good at anything. Now, <laughs> Richie's the one that directed the two new Sherlock Holmes films, yes, right? Uh, and okay. Snatch, if you want to go yeah, back yeah, to yeah, his yeah, really yeah. good well, stuff. Well, no, I, mean, I just met recently. Well, it's great. Yeah. Rock and Roller. Rock and Roller. I do like Rock and Roller a lot. I mean, it could work. He, did, he didn't do Layer Cake, did he? he had somebody no, else. somebody else. No. Wait, but, did he? I, I actually, I think he might have. He might have. Layer Cake, if that's, I think that's because I think for some reason that's sticking in my craw is like, there is one redeemable Guy Ritchie movie. It is Layer Cake. Uh, <laughs> no, it's called Snatch. <laughs> Yeah, I can take or leave snatch. Anything to declare? I'm on snatch. Don't go to fucking snatch. London. <laughs> yeah, and don't ever talk about it about Dennis Farina. He's in that movie. I can take or leave snatch. Like Just and I'm not there. actually not against the uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. Me neither. I, I think they're, they're great. Yeah, they I enjoyed them both. It's a smart movie. You follow, pay. Att- I mean, you pay attention. You follow along. And Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he's he's well versed. I mean, the only thing is, if you're taking something that probably expects a grand sweeping scope style of director and let's face it guy Ritchie has very up close quick very stylized shots right um it's gonna be i just a don't night, want a it to tail part yeah two. i'm afraid it's gonna be nice tail that's yeah. it is and you know whatever yeah i would love god i'm so desperate for a good fantasy film layer I cake s- was directed by matthew vaughn oh, okay okay great so it's not him okay. and there you go I don't like Guy Ritchie then across the board. Um, <laughs> the only Guy Ritchie movie that sucked was that movie with Madonna. Uh, yeah, was that? Um, yeah, I just uh, you, you scan, you look. There's not a lot of good fantasy stuff. Like, and even the good stuff wasn't as good as it needed to be. I Frankenstein. Oh my Christ! <laughs> oh my God in heaven! Like, like Lady Hawk. Like that's some shit that like bangs up against good and doesn't ever quite get there. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, Excalibur. Right there, yeah. bangs up against great and just never quite crosses the line. The last King Arthur, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that with Kira Knightley. Clive Davis it, it, bangs up. It was okay. Like bangs up against greatness a little bit. It's got the it's got the perfect kind of cinematography, the way it would look. It's got like some good action scenes, but there's just something missing. Right. What is? And I don't know what the deal. I don't know what the deal is. Fantasy's fucking hard. It is hard. It's really tough because you have to get it like to. I mean, it's it's important for. The cinematography to be mm-hmm. right in certain shots, which is what we're discussing right. about Guy Ritchie. And maybe it's just a, a matter of age, too. As you get older, it's just like it's harder and harder to take that shit in, you know, with, with a grain of salt. Like the first Beastmaster movie, when I saw that as a kid, that it, one of my favorite things that ever happened. I love Beastmaster. Um, the original Conan. Right, exactly. It's the other one, the original Conan. Uh, unfortunately, The Destroyer is the only one they have on Netflix. Grom. And that one is that one is poop. It's not terrible, but it's not as good. Um, as what kind the first of fantasy we're we talking about here? We're talking about like not science fiction, sword and sorcery, or? basically, okay, okay. Yeah. sword and sorcery, and that's why I think He Man has a chance. Masters Universe has a chance. Well, the first one was great, but oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. They just abandon it all. They go, that's oh, true. okay, I know what we'll do. We'll send them to fucking. New York. We'll send them to New York in the present day. Right. What exactly. the fuck are you doing? Oy. Well, because, and it, well, probably because those are sets they can afford. Oh, well, yes, it's a very difficult balance, though, and that's the thing. It's like it was. I just read this really great article with one of the guys who was the key creators at Mattel during the launch of that line, and one of the guys who put it all together. and uh, And he was saying, you know, their their original theme, you know, it was, it's sword and sorcery and science fiction. You know, it's it's technology and and also the sword and sorcery thing, which is great. Then he wanted to push for this time machine element so that He-Man could jump around 
to different time periods so that it didn't have to stagnate in the sword and sorcery realm. And they never really went for that. They did sort of trudge up that idea at the very end with Powers of Grayskull, sending him back into the distant past, but that didn't get it far enough away from the sword and sorcery thing. And then when they tried to reboot with new adventures, go far into the future, it was stupid because then it was like, they were like, oh, look, uh, sword and sorcery and technology combined. I'm like, that's what it's always been, assholes. You got to make it way more differentiated than that. Plus, the cartoon was garbage. Willow would be on that list of good. Willow would films. be on the list of, uh, well, again, but that's another one no, for me. No, it was good. I think it was. I think another it, one for me that's really close. It's a cult classic now. I mean, literally. I don't like that movie very much. Why? Just doesn't resonate with me. What kind of childhood did you have to where you grew Very up hating Willow? Very specific and rage-filled one. <laughs> I see that because you can't hate Willow. That's a fucking. I didn't classic. say I hated it. Don't like it. Well, it's close. He's to the- Devil Spawn. You don't know this. Right. That's why he doesn't. I have fucking like Mal Bolger. I have particular tastes. <laughs> I love Mal Bolger. I have, <laughs> I have, I I have many many incarnations of that figure. He's the unholy. He's the product of the unholy union of a uh, a priest and a. Uh, none. So, <laughs> I, getting back to that, I can't think of another uh, last good <laughs> fantasy film in the sword and sorcery right? That's realm. That's it. It's just it, it's 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 dry. It's dry right now. It really is. Mm-hmm. Executive producer Dave Filoni opened up with an interview with the movie pilot uh, DE, so that's Germany, with uh, about upcoming Clone Wars replacement Star Wars Rebels, and revealed that the series will feature a new droid named Chopper, who basically looks like a somewhat dumpier version of R two D two. Uh, Filoni also confirmed that most of the action will be based on the planet uh, Lothal, or Lothal, I don't know how they're pronouncing it. Uh, Here's an excerpt, quote, "Uh, We'll see many things that are famous to Star Wars, but have not appeared on screen for a while. Star Destroyers, uh, TIE Fighters, and Stormtroopers. Basically, the Empire is back, and that is a big change, since for many years we have only seen the Republic in action. Uh, the tone of the series is also different. The Clone Wars got very dark as we headed toward the end of the war and the downfall of the Jedi. Star Wars Rebels brings back the banter, the faster pace of the original films we're famous for. Uh, Rebels takes place in the Outer Rim. The audience typically thinks of Tatooine as the place where Luke Skywalker grew up when the Outer Rim is mentioned. Uh, we are on a more civilized planet, and one that has profited from the Empire's existence in the beginning. Most of the stories take place on the planet Lothal, which is a grass planet with a large monolithic stones on the surface, and looks come from uh, some Ralph McQuarrie concept paintings that were done for the original Star Wars films. We tried to make Lothal look and feel like a planet that would have been in the original film trilogy. It's alien, but you feel like it's some place that you could visit on Earth geographically. Hoth, Tatooine, Endor are all like this, so we think that it fits well. It kind of it kind of sounds that way, uh, like it does, like the the planet where the rebel base was on, you know, with all the trees, like the oh, yeah. rainforest looking one. What is that called? Endor. Endor. No, no, no not no. that one. No, like oh. in the original, like where they got their awards, and God. like that's where the rebel base. Yavin. Was. Yavin Four. Yeah, the moon right. of. Yeah, the moon. Yeah. yeah, one of Yavin's moons. Yavin Four. That's it. So that it kind of sounds like that in a way. So that's where that's at. The look of that, the early looks of that look good. Yeah. I don't think they got a problem with the style of it, but can they make it worth a shit of and anybody care to watch it? Like it's Not so anymore. Like, they're still well, they're still just they're still digging in that pre old stuff, that prequel shit. I don't give a fuck. Show, tell me a new story. Yeah. I know how this all works out. That's why I can't get in the Clone Wars. I'm supposed to root for Anakin Skywalker. Fuck you. I'm gonna root for Anakin Skywalker. That whiny little bitch. Dick. Well he's Darth <laughs> fucking Vader. I'll root for Darth Vader. Right. But you don't want to <laughs> root, for, root the, for. I won't, you root, won't for, root for the whiny bitch. Uh, well, he just the way. Well, it's 
yeah, Hayden Christensen destroyed. God, man, what must that be like to wake up every day being Hayden Christensen, knowing, <laughs> knowing <laughs> that you threw away gold? Can gold. you imagine what it would be like if Jar Jar Binks was real? I don't know. Being but, the way that part was written, do you think someone else could have saved it? I do. I I mean, I don't know. It's hard. Paul Walker might have been around the same age. He could have saved it. Uh, it's. I mean, Lucas is a terrible director, clearly, and he, he's terrible with actors in particular. So I get it. The guy, the kid, had an uphill battle, and he was only going to be able to give what Lucas wanted ultimately. So I feel for him in that respect. But at the same time, man, you are an actor. Fight, fight, show life, bring it out, fuck them, fight it. It's hard as it may be, fight it. This I, is why I Harrison Ford yeah, was good at the same role. time. That's it. That's why Empire is so good. It was because those guys finally stood up and said no. Right, but I mean, you look at Mace Windu. He's a vanilla character. <sighs> only Sam with does. a with a great actor in that place. Only Sam, because Sam tries. You know why he's a vanilla character. We've gone into this before. Don't make me go into I'm my not, yeah, your, base window theories again. It's not. A, it's not about that. But I mean, Lucas at this it's at acted that, as a, is just is uninteresting. Nah, I, you know what? I think mm. I believe that theory now. That because maybe Ray Park when he took the Darth Maul thing, he's like, I don't have to say a freaking word. Who? No, he thought he was going to be speaking. Everybody thinks they're going to be talking. David Prowse thought he was talking in the movies, and at the eleventh hour, Lucas goes, "I'm having someone else do your voice for you. Fuck you. Uh, here's ten thousand dollars. Showed up. Be nice. Boo. Uh, 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 this this has made me think, though. Uh, hearing a similar discussion, I was just hearing people talk about. Uh, I was listening to an old podcast just this week that came out during the time when the announcement of uh, Batfleck was made. Mm-hmm. I really think he's going to knock it out the park. I agree. Right? Ben I, Affleck for I, the, save, for I the win. I really think he is going to fucking do it because he is a fan. This is a dream role. He has been up against it all his life. Like it or not, that kid has struggled a lot. And he's really improved he's as an really actor good. over the he's last year. Really like, I think he's yeah, really he's good. He's really good now. I think he's I mean, really he wasn't good. Bad and he's, before, but he's really good. He was good never now. bad to me. And I, no, no, no. That's what I'm that's not what I'm saying. It's like he was not it was not like he was bad before. I'm just but thinking he is really good now and as both an actor and director. Exactly this this discussion of of, you know, uh Christensen falling so badly mm-hmm. and not because he was a kid. He had no leg to stand on. He didn't know what he was doing, where to stand, what to do. You know, he, given the great iconic role, but no way to back it up, and not enough life experience to know where to push it. I really think Affleck's going to leave it all on that screen. I heard. I mean, I, the rumor is he's already busted his fucking leg in training, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So I, I mean, wanna... he's going to just. I think he's going to bulk the fuck out, right? And in fact, they've had to tell him to back off because he was going too heavy for the suit. right. I think he is just going to go. Full on to the point where yeah. people are going to be holy fuck. I mean, he's going to explode off of that page. You know what? I, I, like, I mean, I think he's going to make this movie his make or break thing. You might be right. You know what? In the scope of things about Ben Affleck, in the scope of things, reality puts you look at his list of good films. You look at this list of bad films. The good definitely outweighs the bad. Absolutely. And I can start at the fucking beginning. We mean, look, he was in goddamn Mall Rats, okay? He was in Chasing Amy, which practically is like, you know, one of his first movies where people were getting to know him yeah. for who he was as an actor, and he shined. He shined, okay? Well, that's the other thing, too. His great mentor at the beginning, his biggest fan, is the king of the nerds. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And then like, look where Kevin he went Smith from that. Has has helped him, nurtured his career, been a cheerleader, and can you? I mean, I can only imagine they're getting together occasionally and chatting out. How's it going? Yeah. What are you thinking? And he, Smith has an encyclopedic knowledge of of that of the back character. Yeah. Not to he's mention, probably giving him some pointers. Right, well, I mean, Smith was I mean. the like, first one to say he's gonna kill this role. Yeah, he he's, is. He's like, he's like, he's wanted to be Batman all his life. Right, and it's gonna be great. That's yeah. what I mean. No. That's why I really think he's gonna he's gonna put it all out there. And not only that, but I know a lot of people bitch about Daredevil, but I think part of why it's gonna be this Batman's gonna be so good is because Daredevil was so bad. Right, I think he, gets, he wants he to wants make redemption. up for that. Yeah, he, not, only he, he, not only he wants redemption, he knows what to do and what not to even do. Even he wasn't the problem with yeah. Daredevil. No, though. he wasn't, and, and he was good in that movie. He I really mean, it was, was a bad movie. Yeah. He played the best role he could for but that. Person. He did the best he could with that role mm-hmm. in that, and you know, okay. Well, and so it was also a little of, bit Jordy LaForge in that too, right? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you have that that that's a real disadvantage. That what's his name, uh, Levar Burton, still crying about that. They finally got to the point where they let him have contacts, right? But that cut off, it cuts off so much of your expression and yeah, your connection you to other performers. God damn, it's 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 woof. It's Let's hard. Get back to the expanding on the bad things. He what he did fucking Geely. He did what? Uh, well, that was just Jersey because Girl. he was in love with right. Stink well, that, so that one's a reindeer games. Maybe is a bad one. <laughs> okay, reindeer games was fucking horrible. Right. right. I wouldn't say so much Jersey Girl because that's actually a Kevin Smith movie anyway. Right. <laughs> But then, I mean, that's what, three or four bad movies on his list? Who cares? He's going to be fucking Batman, yeah, and he's no. going to own it. He's going to do He's gonna do really, really well. Yeah. No, I, I would I would have made a slew of terrible movies to get in with Stinkbottom. Hey, my favorite actor still does that. He still does horrible movies on the, Samuel L. Jackson. He is known right? in the scope of things. He's done horrible things with his life. But when you look at the scope of things, people remember him for Pulp Fiction, Shaft, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Oh, King Kong is coming to Broadway. The show Wait, is, he, is he bringing his ding dong? Oh, yes, he is. Is the he sh- going to play ping pong? <laughs> 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 did he leave Hong Kong? <laughs> well, I guess he did if he's going to Broadway. Rama Lama ding dong. <laughs> uh, actually, apparently left Melbourne. That's been uh, the show's been playing. He out was in Australia. The, the Melbourne at the Regent Theater with wild success. Uh, the enormous Kong. I know monkeys in Australia. The enormous uh, Peter Kong, Jackson's from there. The enormous Kong. No, he's not. <laughs> he's from New Zealand. Yeah. It's right next door. Oh boy. Don't tell him that. Don't tell a Kiwi they're an Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get, get a fight on your hands, right? Uh, the Enormous Kong puppet requires 13 live operators to make him move. Oh, and I've seen will, video clips of this thing in It's operation. pretty damn impressive. It is. The show will Can arrive. Can it lick in, itself? Uh, Can it go down on itself? I don't know. Oh, it's that's not a cat, Paul. Huh? <laughs> That'd be awesome. This halfway through, he's like, What's he doing? What's Kong doing? What do you think he's doing? That's why oh, he's eating look, himself. It looks like he's licking his balls. He is. Does he want a werewolf to bite his balls? I was working in the lab <laughs> late one night you said when you King do that Kong came walking down. It's your and fault. I was glad it to see my him because I had fault. a plan. My plan was to bite King Kong's balls. <laughs> Notice we, we're, we're doing the monster theme now. So we went from werewolf to King Kong. Wolfman, Kong. Oh, yeah. I, I get the connection. You remember that? You remember that? <laughs> Making sure. CB4. When... <laughs> 
when Dead Mike is having to work as an internet, uh, yes, uh, a phone porn operator. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm licking your balls. Yeah, yeah, you got huge balls. Yeah, you got King size, King Kong size balls. And he just hangs up the phone. He's like, God damn it, this is no job for a black man to have. He's just so angry. God, that movie's so good. You're saying about King Kong? Uh, what about the ding dong? I just want to know yeah. about King Kong's ding dong. That's true. And how he's playing ping pong. It's a big black <laughs> ding dong. He ball. plays ping pong with his ding dong. Oh, poetry. He stopped. The, the show, I'm going to get in. The show will arrive in December of this year. The show. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle! <laughs> King Kong's ding dong! <laughs> Silver balls! <laughs> Silver back balls! I didn't do this. You, you no, know, you kind of you did. Oh, it's Christmas time with King Kong! <laughs> We're past See, Christmas. It's almost Valentine's Day. No, this is when it's happening. Oh, King Kong on Valentine's Day. What a, a sad day that must be for him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because anybody that would bite his balls, the, the sheer nature of the size of his balls would crush them? Yep, is that what you're going for? Well, I never get Valentine's. I never get anybody biting my balls. If anybody bites my balls, it feels just like an well, ant. Well, that, that song sung balls. by the T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this whole scene was about. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're wrestling so hard. Yeah, that's why they're wrestling hard. Because they're really an old married couple. <laughs> you never bite my no, balls no, anymore, because, Alice! Because the T-Rex had a plan. <laughs> I have a plan. My plan is to bite your balls, King Kong. Alice! Alice the T-Rex, I'm fucking wrestling with you. I have useless arms, so I gotta do something. I wanna do something. I wanted to bite you for uh, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is my Valentine's present, and you wrestled me. We're skipping that, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just the, the, the musical is coming, and it's a giant puppy. It's the, yeah, that's the you now have the important information. There you go. <laughs> Everybody's gonna love it. Where was great it video though? Was it Broadway? Video, is it where, you should put a link up. I should probably won't. But well, I should. Oh, come on, what do it. Broadway though? Did you link say? It. Did you say it was on Broadway? It's gonna come to Broadway. Yeah. Put okay. a link up. Put a link up. It's up there somewhere. I gotta remember it. Because that's the, the missing link. Is it? Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. <laughs> we came from monkeys. We come from monkeys. We used to be monkeys, and now we're people. Ah, let's see what we got here. <laughs> this, is, this is two Red Bulls, guys. <laughs> the way you were laughing just now took me back to the Hanna Barbera. Smelly, yeah, yeah, I hear it. Yeah. Uh, Olympics. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Uh, that's not Snidely Whiplash. This is Dastard- the dog is with Dastardly the, something Dastardly. Yeah, yeah. Smedley's his name, the dog. Yeah, but then it's Dick Dastardly. That's who it is. Dick Dastardly. Uh, wacky races. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, game developer Stoic says that the sequel to The Banner Saga, uh, which is a very successful game on Steam, it's a, a Nordic RPG strategy game, uh, is basically on hold while it faces a trademark challenge from the candy crush maker King. Uh, King, as we discussed, filed for the trademark candy as it relates to games, and it challenged Stoic's filing because of the term Saga. Uh, Now, Stoic is saying they can't imagine making a game about Vikings without using the word. Quote, we won't make a Viking saga without the word saga, and we don't appreciate anybody telling us we can't. 
Stoic told Polygon. King.com claims that they're, complains that they're not attempting to prevent us from using the banner saga, and yet their legal opposition to our trademark filing remains. We're humbled by the outpouring of support and honored to have others stand with us for the right to their own saga. We just want to make great games, unquote. Fuck King, King, man. They're the worst. On Wednesday, King said that it had no plans to stop Stoic from making a sequel, quoting them, We do not have any concerns that Banner Saga is trying to build on our brand or content, adding that it is not trying to stop Banner Saga from using its name, but... Its notice of opposition with the USPTO has not been withdrawn. Mm -mm. Quote, like any prudent company, we need to take all appropriate steps to protect our IP, both now and in the future, said King. Uh, uh, Banner Saga, turn base, it's set in the film populated by Vikings. The game was kickstarted in early 2012 and earned $723,000 on a crowdfunding goal of $100,000. King says that it opposes the application because it would cause, quote, brand confusion with its games that carry the Saga name. Uh, oddly, oddly enough, they forgot about older games like Saga Frontier. You must stop this shit. Yeah. So it's terrible. They're trying to trademark words. You cannot trademark words. You cannot trademark ideas. You cannot trademark thoughts. You shouldn't be able to trademark seeds, but people are already fucking doing that shit. You shouldn't be able to do it with no. sentences either. Oh, it's the worst, man. It's the worst. If you're blatantly out there plagiarizing, mm-hmm. if you're blatantly out there ripping someone off, if you make a game called Call of Duty, yeah, I and it's get a it. shooter, right? Yeah, right? Fine, but you can't really trade. People can say the words Call of Duty sequentially in order. Ugh. It was there before a game was invented. As, as far as I'm concerned, all of it, language cannot be restricted in that way. Look at if, Michael Buffer. He what did he trademark the sentence? Let's get ready to rumble because yeah. people associate that with him saying it. Right. So he had the right to trademark it. He said, which is a complete crock and, of shit. Yeah. Well, okay, I, I don't think I, so. I, I, no, I just I, I didn't know where you were going with that. So I, no, I'm as just far saying as, that's a complete crock of shit. Like this is. As far as I'm concerned, if this whole thing bothers you. And you are still playing Candy Crush in any way, you're part of the problem, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, in yeah, fact, and all those people game. who who kickstarted yeah. Candy Crush Saga, or for them to have found that, they should all be given their money back since this motherfucker wants to try to get more. Well, not only that, but they had they created a game earlier with Pack in the title, right? That was a thing where you were running away from ghosts. Yeah, by King. That was released by King, which also they're it yeah, seems and like, they're and they're they're crying. They're talking about they're like, oh, we never should have done that. Well, fuck you guys. Yeah. That's so gross. Money, man. Money. And Pac-Man was around since before a lot of us were even fucking born. Well, not So me. if you're playing Candy Crush <laughs> and it bothers you, stop. All right? And one, it sends a message. And two, let's face it, Candy Crush Saga is not the most original goddamn game on the planet. No. It's it's the 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 three thousandth of the same it's kind Tetris of game. It's Tetris Attack. Yeah. It's bejeweled. It's all these other it, it, games that have always been. All those games always... should have lawsuits against them for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah. So and if, the fact if, that if they've trademarked be... the word candy—that's unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. So who if... are these dumb judges? Is it with a C or with a K? The way they C. spell it. So if you're still C, playing so... this, fuck you. Right. Simple get that. off. Get off the Candy Crush. I think stop. my girlfriend plays Candy Crush Saga, but she, does, she doesn't have a. But you know what? There are thousands others like it. Make yep. her stop. Yes. Grab any other generic. Thing. And some of them are free. That's what that they're for a while there. I mean, it hasn't happened in 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 a couple of months, but for a while at work, like everybody that was on break was playing that game, and and they were they had all these little things like, oh, I gotta buy this if I want to do that, and I'm like, it's like you know, there's games out there that 
do all that stuff for free, right? <sighs> so I, you know, I showed him a few of them, and then nobody talks about Candy Crush. Well, it's just anymore. The, it's the nightmare scenario of bringing the arcade experience to home, paying for your game, but it's but it's there's none of the fun social aspects anymore, no. none of the great camaraderie, none of none of the crazy being in a smoke filled nut house environment <laughs> you know it's like it's just not uh it's so and that's the good old arcade I, I, days. I, again yeah. i restate my claim i really feel like i'm going to skip this generation of games and i might be done for the for the most part on games in a lot of ways if they continue with these trends i'm not going to spend 60 dollars on a game and then spend more money to play it it's getting ridiculous there's a few games where i'll pay for the dlc Sure, but I think but this is also an example of a few bad apples spoiling the pot. Sure, I mean mobile games; it's rampant and ridiculous. However, yeah. in console games, they keep trying to push that model. It's not but, quite happening. Well, EA keeps trying to push that model, right? And and but people are rebelling, and EA is apologizing, and so we'll see how that continues. Yeah, I don't know. They just keep hammering at that door, hmm. and we'll see. Just can't support it, guys. Be aware, be aware of what you are purchasing. Be aware of where your money's going on that yeah. shit because you're, you're telling them it's okay to yeah. rape you. It's and you can protect cool. yourself by not pre-buying games. Wait for the reviews Yes, and, and see if that is something that gels with you. It's, it's okay to wait a few days to, to buy a game. You're going to save that's a ton of money one of anyway. reasons I haven't bought games from GameStop in forever because the last time I was in a GameStop, and the mother's there with her kid, and they're pre-ordering some game. And, and the, the attendant goes, is like, do you want to pre-order this and this and this? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, there hasn't even been any clips released to these games yet, let alone any reviews. And, mm-hmm. and they're, you're, you're being sold something sight on scene that you're going to have to buy. Sure. Whether it's good or not. I mean, granted, I don't agree with well, all the reviews of games that... That I come out, but at of, least I get an idea yeah. once those reviews hit of what I'm going <coughs> to purchase or not purchase. And let's face it, it's, it's okay if you're a fanboy, you want to, you know, you're a fan of Rockstar, you know, th- there is a pedigree out there. I mean, sure. yeah, I had, I had uh, Halo 3 pre-ordered a year in advance. Uh, right. If I you're had, a Halo fan, yeah. you're going to buy the next Halo. Sure. Uh, well, I'm not going to buy the next yeah, Halo. I didn't pre-order. No, speaking but, of Rockstar, I didn't pre-order Max Payne three before I even fucking saw that it was like with the videos or whatever. I pre-ordered it after. I don't even actually. I didn't even pre-order that fucking game, which I should have, as a fan of <laughs> that fucking game. Right. I didn't yeah. even do that. The only yeah. game I've pre-ordered in the past ten years was WWE 2K14, but I got a different edition than everybody else got. Yeah. So. He got the special. Right. Well, I mean, but it, again, it, we're talking about established properties with a with an established pedigree, mm-hmm. um, and and it's cool to put your vote out there for the properties you really believe in and the things that have brought you joy. Yeah. I think that's great. But with these, like Jeff saying, these these projects that are new, totally untested, and just the the way that those those guys foist them sometimes on an unknowing public. It's a little bit tough, but what you said, Jeff too, they don't have to buy them. That's no, that's true. And that's, but that's, but that's the whole thing. If they get a pre-order, it's five bucks with for nothing. Sure. They just get, they just pocket $5. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't get that back if you don't pick up your order. Nope. No. And that was well. I mean, that was a, you know. I'm a separate sure that's thing. a big chunk of their of their business model. Oh, I'm sure. I, I would love to see the numbers on how many pre-orders go unpicked up. Yeah, it's I gotta would be, too. It's got to be 25. I would too because part of the reason I was at that GameStop that day was I had totally slipped up on the release date for Batman Arkham Origins. So 
on the off chance, I'm like, well, there's a GameStop right next to my place. So I go around the corner, say, hey, do you have Arkham Origins? I know it's been out for like a week. And they're like, well, did you pre-order it? And I'm like, it's been out for a week. You don't have any... No, 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 no. We only have uh, copies on hand for all of our pre-orders. And I'm like, so you're saying you still have copies for people that pre-ordered it a week after the game released? And they're like, yeah, they're all on hold. We can't release them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... So I'm here with cash right now <laughs> to buy a game, and you're not going to let me have this game because something that you pre-sold somebody that still has not picked this up. Well, I mean that's fair, and I and I get that, but I'm like, you got to give them at least a week. It it was it was a week. It well, was more. It was like a know. week and like two days. Something I don't know like what that. the time limit is. I, I will say, when it comes to new games, more often than than not, they don't have it available. And I almost feel like it's an intentional thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of that. Oh, yeah, a lot of that yeah. is. Yes, yes, yes. So so literally, after being so frustrated that, I walked out, went on my phone, went on Amazon, found it, ordered it, had it two days later. Yeah. How the, was the and, and I got the collector edition with the, with the uh, statue and everything. Nice. So, you yeah, know. I did the same thing with WWE. I, mean, I, I ordered just, it online. I'm serious. I, I don't ever want to shop at GameStop anymore, partly for... You know, well, everything. I'm, I'm okay with it to a point. It's still pretty whack, but what are you going to do? It's the it's yeah. the devil you know. That's true. I do yeah, like this the, I like the guy the, that nearly died at a GameStop. Well, Jesus. so, you know, that's, oh, that was, yeah, there's another bunch of that shit going down in town. Or not here. Was it not here? I don't know. What it was. No, it was not here. It was, it was in another town. Some fool's hitting up like three GameStops, robbing three GameStops, man. Oh, I would put a match right to those fuckers. Hmm. There's nothing worse than that. Well, there's, there's probably something but, worse, but but it's but it's it's such a coward's thing. Ugh. Anyway, oh yeah, as a survivor, yeah, as a yeah. GameStop violence survivor, a giant record-breaking player versus player war broke out in the MMO game Eve Online because someone basically forgot to pay rent on their space station. <laughs> The whole thing started over someone in the game's a Pandemic and N3 coalitions missed a payment for protection of an area of space that they use for their fleets. Apparently, when you miss a protection payment to EVE's Virtual Space Mafia or a space banker or whatever, your opposing forces, the in-game coalition FCFC in this case, will swoop in to blow up all your stuff. That's what's happened. And as a result, the largest battle in the game's 10-year history broke out. Reports have varied on exact numbers, but at least 2,200 people and possibly as many as 4,000 players showed up to battle for control of the star system where the fight originated. In-game currency losses ranked up to the trillions as massive starships were destroyed, which reportedly totals to about $300,000 in real-world currency. Of course, what's the point of building a giant virtual fleet if you're not going to use it in battle? As Pandemic and N3 members uh, James Carl put it when talking to Fizz.org, quote, Whatever happens, we'll keep going. Eve is a universe full of grudges and constantly changing politics. If we were to lose, we'll rebuild. Then we'll go back and start another war. Unquote. So wait, they all lost? I, I, I got this. I got this. You got they, this? They, they, they lost all this stuff that they had somewhat, right? Somebody <laughs> lost. A lot of people on both sides lost a lot of ship. Yeah, I see that. So they're mad because they lost at a game. They're not mad. They're not and mad. They're, they're is, kind of overjoyed, really. This, is, the, this oh. is what the game does. Have you ever watched one of those giant battles going on? No, no. It's almost indecipherable. 
Uh, it's like a Transformers battle from an outsider's view. No, it's 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 like a it's an really, epic space war. It's like a really slow version of a Robotech battle scene. Oh, okay, or okay. a Yamato battle scene. Got it. Um, but it's it's epic. Yeah. You so s- I should go back and watch this if somebody has a video ju- of it. Jump online because this just went down. Go to YouTube and search. Just search out uh, Eve Giant Battle and. Yeah, watch some stuff. I mean, you got to get the right view. Okay, you got to have the right camera angle on the shit to see it. But it's immense. Like, so these hundreds, people are happy. They're not pissed. Hundreds of ships coming in. No, it's it's just what happens. It's man. part the, of the, the game. The thing it's it, it's it's self self correcting. It's its own its own place. I like this kind of shit. I'd it's interesting, right man. It's very compelling. I you know, not, even I, one of those I games would, I would love to play. I'm too scared to do it. Well. <laughs> They're not friendly to outsiders, Mm-mm. not in the least. And yeah, it's 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 life consuming. Yeah, it's one of those things where you make, if you make the choice to be an Eve player, that's your that's what you do. <laughs> you spend like eight hours a day playing Eve. I don't have the time. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. It's going to be one of those things that gets studied in college courses in a couple of years. I'm I bet it's studied. It's got to be studied now. There's I'm no sure there are some it. some small places that have picked up on yeah. it but but i think it's going to be sociology courses well it's just and economics all of it yeah, yeah it, it's very the ramifications of a self-sustained virtual economy with huge huge sweeping changes that occur more so than you'd find in uh like a world of warcraft where it's the same kind of parameters but many more safeties in place mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah, so this is this is a little more Wild West, so it's gonna yeah. be it'd be interesting. War, to see. Warcraft does a lot to try to protect your good time, right? Eve does not, right? Yep, yep. But that's but though that's what the Eve players crave, right? But that's their good time. That's their good time. <laughs> it's like I'm living on the edge, man. Yeah, yeah. And there's something to that. That sounds that sounds cool. I'm gonna go look this shit up now. Uh, after years in development, uh, South Korea's robot theme park, Robot Land, finally broke ground last month. In development by Korea's Ministry of Commerce, Industry, and Energy since 2007, the $600 million project in Icheon, South Korea, is expected to be open for visitors by 2018. The designs show the park is being divided into four areas, Robot Kingdom, Kid, Kidbot Village, Robotopia, and Fun City, and featuring a 365-foot robot statue slash viewing tower, an enormous glass pyramid, a robot land sign in the Ichion Hills, a roller coaster that goes underwater, a giant Ferris wheel, an aquarium where visitors can control robotic fish, a robot arena where robots would engage in real steel-like combat, and restaurants with robot waiters programmed to give performances. It also planned performances. To, performances. It also okay. planned to display movie <laughs> sets from robo-centric films such as Minority Report and iRobot, as well as have a robot character hall with robots from Star Wars, Transformers, and Astro Boy that would showcase new models in development by Korean companies. Hey, uh, I nominate Paul and myself to go on a trip to Robo, trip. Robo Village. When this I nominate you too. Good luck, Still gentlemen. I want a full report. Four years <laughs> away. <laughs> four years away. No, it would take more than that to get me to go to South Korea. I'll watch it. I'll watch some video of that. That sounds really interesting. The fish sounds cool. The robo, the robo controlled fish, and the battling bots, and then. But I mean, you know, it's just a matter of time till they set up the the sex bots, and that's something that comes up early. This is on why I want him to go. That's something that comes up early in uh, Ghost in the Shell too. Okay, there's a really freaky sex bot plot. Oh man, <laughs> well, why don't we just sex go and you plot. could give it them is. your idea, and maybe we can start a a hall of. Oh, I don't bots. think having sex with robots is my idea. No, no, I'm just saying for this, this, for this, list, like a hall of porn bots. 
it's not going to work, man. This is a family-friendly amusement park. There could be an adult thing. There needs of... to be an amusement park. Where it's <laughs> really, really get going. Abusement Robots man. after dark. Be Robots like, that shuts dark. down. That's when the fam- That's what after. It dark. could be like, what do you call? What like, what's that called in Disney? The Lost Island, the, the like the, the the place where Pinocchio went. That they based that on. Oh, it's over in uh, Adventure. What's that island called that Pinocchio went to? That's why I can't the remember. Isle, not the Isle of Lost Children. No. But what do they call it? Fantasyland? Not called Fantasyland. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, donkey Show. I don't remember. Donkey Show. Called it should be called what donkey are you show. asking? I'm, to- I'm totally Disney lost Disney has here. a adult-themed nightclub-y district in California Adventure that opens up late and stays open pretty late. Oh, okay. They do improv shows there. They have bars. They have lots out more. Oh, out you mean out. Disney Village? No, not exactly. I Disney must have Village. missed this but when I was like there. A, but there's like, it's like, I, all Pleasure I remember, Island. Pleasure Island. That's, that's it. That's in Disney World, yeah. Pleasure Island. Oh, oh it's, it's in Disney, Disney World. World. Okay, sorry. Okay. I was like sitting there, I'm like, I was sorry, sorry, all sorry. over California. Pleasure Adventure. Island, which is based on the Pinocchio myth yeah. of the nasty, uh, the place where the bad boys go to get loose and get crazy and they turn into jackasses. Um, there needs to be like a Robots After Dark Pleasure Island. Yeah. I agree. That's what I'm saying. And you need to report from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go, Paul. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay your own way. I mean, I mean, w- w- they said what? We're, we're, who was it? Uh, I believe it was uh, what's his name? The 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 Kurtzwell, who's you know all about the singularity and all that stuff. Um, in a speech recently given here in Vegas, yeah, which some of my friends got to go to, he said, "True, virtual robotic sex is what five years away, four years away, if that. It's within our lifetime, guys." It's gonna be. See, that's why I'm trying to eat well so I can survive. Oh, to see that's why. Yeah. Why eat well? Robot don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. You're, you yeah, must. But I don't want to die of a heart attack. You must have had town. a lot of pineapple today. <laughs> Thank you. It shows. <laughs> I appreciate that. Your deposit would is appreciated. Make for a good robot voice. <laughs> Voiceover for that robot, like yeah. any robot. Yeah, a sex robot. You'd be perfect. For that. No, uh, no, he wouldn't. The pleasure. I cannot contain it. It's like I'm feeding him tonight. It's hilarious. continue to rub that thing. <laughs> Do not stop. Do not stop. Oh, yes, there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh God, yes. That is it. That is the place. Do not stop. Do not stop. Ah. Uh, I love that the idea of the sex robot here uh, like stopped in 1982. Right? Ah. <laughs> uh, this is Paul's room. Fantastic. Fantastic. What an incredible lover. You are the greatest. And for those of you not being able to see this, he's actually rubbing his leg at the same your, time. Your super hard business is insatiably delicious. Super hard business. Wow. <laughs> Fill up uh, my jelly donut. You were saying, Torgo? Uh, no, I would trust me. I, I am yours. Anything. I am yours. Ah. Ah. Uh, the next three stories have to do with animals. So, mm. so from the metal to the flesh. From okay. the metal to the flesh. That was uh, what's his name? Big Danzig. Hit. That was Danzig. Yeah. <laughs> from the metal to the flesh. The metal. <laughs> metal. Oh, I went out to the robot theme park at night, and I decided to have myself a robot bite. 
Yeah. Well, I found a robot that was willing and able, so we got down under a robot table, and you know what happened next? The flesh to the metal. Oh, I pushed the flesh to the metal. That's for you, Leilani. Oh, my dick is all rusty. I got a rusty dick from fucking a gross <laughs> robot chick. Woo! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a whole new Glenn Danzig seems metal <laughs> to the right. flesh. <laughs> you gotta decide if it's worth the ride, cause your cock will be covered in iron oxide. I really, I really can't wait for this Glenn Danzig cover CD to come out. You have no idea. <laughs> That's what I've been looking forward to the most. It's, it's the originals that hurt you, not the covers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you when you hear Glenn Danzig sing, you know, I, I, I want to bite the werewolf's balls. That's going to be amazing. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be amazing. I think we could do it. I think we could do a, a Glenn Danzig cover song. You know, we go back and look over the history of the songs of the show, and I just do them all in the style of Glenn Danzig. God. Yeah. And then you could, you know, in between. What the songs, else we got? We got. We says, got. I like eating coffee. That's 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 the standout. We got. Uh, the werewolf song, of course. And some other. There are some other songs. Uh, there's the dwarf that that eats some poops. <laughs> the dwarf that eats some poops. That's right. <laughs> there's the Englishman. Well, the, I remember the, a song from the Englishman. I don't have a song though. There's a yeah. couple other songs. Yeah, there's yeah, songs there's out a couple there. Of, but yeah, so we have to just look at. I, yeah, my memory's failing me right In now. In between but. the songs, you could have each of one of your little characters talking about the next song. Introductions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Introductions. So like the English guy that you always do or like uh, uh, the sommelier that we just had. Mm-hmm. You know? The rhyming sommelier. <laughs> Harry Rosé. Harry Rosé, the sommelier. <laughs> <laughs> he could introduce the next song. And it's kind of like that's how the CD – this is going to be the, be the best of the Ugly Couch Show by Glenn Danzig. Oh, I, I think you're being very generous with that. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say the best of. I'm, yeah, Harry I'm still Rose, the sommelier. When I go spelunking, I'm on belay. <laughs> and if we put it as the worst of, then we might get sued because somebody else has already done that. The worst, the very worst of, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> I all I know is it could, do, yeah. Well, yeah. What? I don't know. Is that English? <laughs> it, all fell, it, all, it all fell apart. It all fell apart. The Lyubov Orlova. The Lyubov Orlova? <laughs> what? Is a cruise ship. I'm sorry? Lyubov Orlova? The Lyubov Orlova. The what? Is a cruise ship. Lyubov Orlova? L-Y-U-B-O-V. Lyubov. Lyubov. Exciting and new. Orlova. Orlova. All right. Is a cruise ship. It's the Russian love boat. That's been floating around the ocean without its crew. Oh, this fucking thing. And has built in defenses in the form of cannibal rats. The ship was abandoned after being seized in Newfoundland for its owner's debt in 2010 and has been floating freely in the northern Atlantic Ocean since 2013. When uh, Canada finally decided to cut the ship loose in 2013, uh, they said it wouldn't pose any danger to other ships or offshore drilling platforms, but the Irish Coast Guard takes its cannibal rats a bit more seriously. Uh, the ship has recently been spotted in the area, and it could run ashore anywhere along the coast of Ireland, Scotland, or the southern tip of England. They'll be watching to make sure it doesn't unleash a horde of rat horrors, 
or to make sure it doesn't collide or damage other ships or anything. This is where the zombies begin. Cannibal rats oh. wash the shore, uh-huh. and this is where it begins. It's pretty horrific. They need to just sink that thing, put those yeah. animals out of their misery. That's grotesque. Yeah, it's just, just I just this this empty, somewhat empty hulk of a ship that is just full of vermin. Right. Yeah, it's frightening. Angry, evil king rat. So vermin. scary. Well, as a person who's worked on cruise ships many times, uh, the thought of that thing going empty and the stuff that's there. You can imagine the kinds of critters, and of, and of course the GI, mm-hmm. the the viruses, the critters, all that sure. stuff. Just just unchecked would just be mad. Although make a great horror movie, it, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Well, but uh, but then a salvage also, group goes to the derelict ship, right? But then also their 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 food supply has to be dwindling. Of course, that's why they're they're cannibals. cannibals. But how long can that go on? Yeah. You can't cannibalize and cannibalize and cannibalize. I don't know. Rats reproduce like fucking like rats, but they can't. <laughs> but they can't. Uh, How long does that sustain itself? That's right. The question. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like drinking your own pee. You got three yeah. rounds, and then you're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. So this ship went missing or like abandoned in 2010, right? Uh, it was confiscated 2020, uh, released in 2013, and now it's gone to rat hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking of a very awesome plot line. Now there you go. This is gonna Run work. With it. Oh, yeah. Move quick. Someone's already thought of it. I'm pretty sure of it. All right. Uh, and then, then there's Miami. Uh, Miami's got a lot to offer. It's Miami's got, uh, a hell city. It's got half-dressed ladies. And it's a hell city. Hottest nightclubs. It's a nightmare hell city. And apparently a rapidly growing population of hermaphroditic foot-long bully snails. <laughs> it's a hell city. Wait, what? Uh, they're called giant African land snails, or as a short, gals. And when you see them, run the other way. Gals, or the Lysichatina folicia, are mollusks that grow to be at least a foot long and a pound heavy. Paul's <laughs> joking over here. Note to Miami tourists. <laughs> Be very careful of the hot dog vendors. The snails have been known to cause car wrecks. Jesus, these things are huge. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) They've been known to cause car wrecks, devour indigenous vegetation, eat the stucco off of houses for a source of calcium, and eat each other when the stucco just won't do. (laughs) Uh, Ruin neighborhoods with their enormous stucco poops. Oh. And spread diseases to humans. Right. Oh, yeah, and they also have both male and female sex organs, so we're powerless to stop them from multiplying. These things are fucking huge. I'm telling you, Miami is a hellscape, (laughs) a nightmare hellscape. If you've ever been there, it is fucking, it's fucked up. My girlfriend's from there. (laughs) Maybe I was just in the wrong part of Miami. (laughs) Nightmare hellscape. No, you're you're not wrong. No, I was near the the center and all that kind of shit. Uh, the, the snails were unfortunately introduced to Florida in the 1960s, and since then the state has sunk millions of dollars into eradicating the snail problem, even dedicating a 50 full-time sta- staffers to their destruction. Uh, right now, the epidemic is confined solely to Miami. That uh, doesn't mean we should be relieved. In two years alone, 137,000 Miami specimens were collected, and it's predicted the problem could spread to colder Gulf states like Georgia if the snails aren't better contained. In the meantime, the state advises people to take safety precautions. The snails are carriers of rat lungworm. <laughs> Jesus! Which is just as bad as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and has been known to cause meningitis in humans. 
It's possible to be even exposed to the virus without knowing you're consuming a snail. Uh, I, so you know those those traffic accidents. Uh, there there are actually uh, policies that you can get in Miami specifically for this kind of incident. It's the S car go off the road policy. <laughs> Uh, I was waiting for it. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what they could do with these snails? They could put these fucking snails on a boat <laughs> with rats, and no, and send them towards the ones with the fucking rats. Well, I said, just There's put them on movie. the rat boat. It's like a whole different kind of Pacific Rim. Rat yeah. versus snail. Who oh, will look win? Look at this fucking critter. Jeez, they're uh, gross, dude. Cooks don't always peel apart the lettuce before chopping it, and it could just as well be a little baby African snail in there. <laughs> And also, I, I know you're considering doing this. Uh, do not cut the snails open and drink their mucus. Oh, no. That was my favorite thing. <laughs> somebody did it. <laughs> They're in, like coconuts. Somebody did it in 2010. What? And Florida believes that certain religious ceremonies, Santeria in particular, in which uh, participants drink the snail's mucus for its healing properties and then usually become violently ill. <laughs> Now this is a movie. I can turn this shit around and there's a also uh, there's maybe also a subsect the, that rub it on their skin because it's supposed to have healing oh, properties. Maybe one too. of the reasons why the ferocious bees are still around. Uh, well, you know, it's one of the reasons why Darwin is gonna keep on kicking. <laughs> you dumb shits! What are you fucking kidding me? Oh, this will be good for me. Eat a carrot, you asshole! <laughs> Give me a fucking break, Santeria. <laughs> Well, in this one instance, Sublime and I agree. <laughs> I ain't got no Santeria. And I ain't got no. I got caterpillar juice. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't practice Santeria because I won't drink snail mucus. <laughs> <laughs> snail juice. Uh, and then there's this guy. You know, for a long time, no. Miami thought that they had an outbreak of uh, legless women. Oh, how so? But how so? How so? Fuck you! That's, that's a terrible joke. Like what? What? How so? How is this? I was. Yeah, I know. That's a great. You're trying, way you're to, trying to class this thing up, but that's I'm a great way down. to stop yeah. him. Yeah, I should have stopped myself. I just I don't know why I even said it. It's terrible, but pretty funny. <laughs> oh my! Junior you know, doctor you know, James <laughs> Grant. Was spearfishing with friends, as you do, uh, near Colic Bay in New Zealand Saturday. Uh, the 24-year-old was in about two meters of murky water when he felt a tug on his leg. Oh, God. Which, Why do people get in the water? Which he initially thought was a friend playing a, a little trick on him. Quote, I looked behind to see who it was, and I got a bit of a shock, unquote, yeah, he told Radio New Zealand. Uh, he couldn't see the shark and had no idea how big it was. He said he thought it might be about 20 centimeters across the jaw. Quote, I thought, I thought, bugger, now I have to try to get this thing off my leg. He already had his diving knife in hand and stabbed the shark. Uh, he quickly made it onto the rocks to shore. Uh, it wasn't until he took off the wetsuit borrowed from a friend that he saw the bites. Uh, he tried to get the attention of his three friends who were spearfishing just around the bay, uh, but they didn't take him seriously. Uh, his friends uh, carried on fishing while Dr. Grant uh, tacked the wounds together with the needle and thread from his first aid kit for his pig hunting dogs. Uh, the group then went to Cole Bay Tavern. Cole for Bay his Tavern. pig hunting dogs? Yes. yes. I'm sorry. So this man is not only a spearfisher, but he's also a pig hunter. Yes. 
utilizing trained dogs yes. who at times get, would get gored are by gored yeah. and have to be sewn. Man, yeah. fuck this guy. Good <laughs> on you, shark. Bite the shit out of that guy. The group that hey, went, dogs, won't you go get my, go, go get me a pig? Go after that wild boar there. Oops. Oh, oh, come over here, Rover. You got a bit of a cut. I'm going to sew you up right here. No anesthesia. Just sew you right up. Fuck that guy. I hope he gets bitten by another shark. Good the, job, shark. The group then went to Colac Bay Tavern for a post-shark fight pint. Asshole. Where he was given a bandage because he was dripping blood on the floor. Gross. The stitch right? was finished See, no off. no respect for... Ugh. Yeah, I got a bleeding wound. I need to thin my blood out a bit. What a dumb shit. <laughs> Fuck this guy. The He's still walking. The finished off when he went to Southland Hospital where he was back to work on Monday. Fuck. That guy, he works at a hospital. He's a doctor. Fuck this guy. Oh, well, there you go. Then he doesn't even care. He's like a, what do you call it, doctor? The the evil one that was He's played the crocodile by, what's doctor. He's the crocodile doctor. <laughs> He's the crocodoctor. The crocodile crocodoctor. <laughs> a new character coming soon to the old couch show. Crocodile. Geek shock. <laughs> a, a modern day film adaptation of John Wyndham's acclaimed 1951 sci-fi novel, The Day of the Triffids, is happening. And the studio has just locked in a director, Ghost House Pictures, which I do enjoy, has tapped Mike Newell, who did uh, Prince of Persia and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Prince to direct the Triffids remake, uh, which will be the first time since the 1962, since 1962 that the sci-fi classic about evil sentient plants sees the big screen. The script Newell will, uh, will be working from was written by a relative newcomer, Neil Cross, who cut his teeth writing a few Doctor Who episodes and the screenplay for the recent horror flick Mama. He's also the mastermind behind the absolutely awesome Idris Elba starring BBC cop drama Luther. Oh, that is such a good show. Fucking A right. Mm. Uh, the film has been bouncing around development hell since 2010, and the premise should definitely benefit from modern technology as CZI should prove some better options to make those attacking plans a bit more terrifying. In the years since it was written, Triffids has become more and more acclaimed as an awesome example of the 1950s era pulp sci-fi genre. On the on the BBC front there with Luther, though, I am interested in seeing uh, tomorrow's uh, The Man Who Would Be Fleming. Fleming, oh, The Man yeah. Who Would Be Bond, the premieres tomorrow. That's right. That does come out, doesn't it? Yeah, the, so that, that sounds okay. I'm not a big fan of Mama. I don't know about movies with little fucking kids, though. Um, but... You know, never been a fan of that. But this, I heard Mama was good. I heard, I've heard too. I'm just this sounds quite interesting though. I, I'm interested to see where they head with this movie. This this is one time that I'm kind of really behind a remake because uh, Day of the Triffids, it it's goofy. It's kind of yeah. goofy, and I think it could not be goofy very well. And uh, Ghost House Pictures does a really good job of making fun horror movies. They really do. Actually. So it was a great episode in the original He Man canon. And they did it, revisited it in the 2002, uh, called Evil Seed, where it's a, a plant overlord who creates. So that could go in some horrible directions. Killer vines and yeah, it's it's a it's a cool episode. Evil Seed's design is really neat too. So yeah, this should be good then. Killer vines followed sure by they, the rapey vines. Nope, they're just killer vines. <laughs> you know, He Man and the rapey vines. He Man and the rapey vines. <laughs> he Man versus Ash. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mm, when's that happening? That's well. He Man can punch the moon, right? It's over. Yeah, you need to, you need to put someone stronger. Skeletor's the only guy that holds candle to Ash him. with his fucking boomstick and nope. chainsaw. Nope. A, he would Done. Sh- he Man would shake that shit off. He Man would finish him Not in, in the a second. real world. Uh yes. Yeah. He Man would throw his sword into his brain and it'd be over. <laughs> Punched the moon. He'd be like, 
could be like, hey, but when when He Man tries to go give to the Daddy fucking some cabin, sugar, and He Man would be when like, He Man tries to go to the thunk. fucking cabin, he's gonna get raped up the ass by vines. No, He Man is the strongest. He Man is the best. Vines aren't strong enough to pierce He Man's sphincter. He Man, He Man can get through it. I'm glad that you thought that through first. Well, you have to it. remember that. I yes. mean, I mean, you know, yeah. he has the power. Most powerful man in the universe. Yeah. No two ways okay. back. So you got to assume to pinch that loaf, he needs a strong sphincter. He never beat. He never was beaten by anyone, ever. All right, and he went against Superman. Right. He won. Did he win? When yep. did he I go up know. against Superman? They they so had a comic. They had a DC comic. Yeah, DC oh, comics Lord. did it. They had the license. They used it. Well, it's true. Superman does have a weakness against magic. Mm-hmm. So, ah, uh, yes, and That's strong it. sphincters. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Orko could be <laughs> Superman for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> On a bad day. What about your strong sphincter? Write to us. Comments at uglycowshow.com. Like us on the Facebooks and, and, and follow us in the wonderful areas that we get followed in. We, we, need, a, we need a Twitter account, don't we? We do have a Twitter uh, account. We have an Ugly Couch Show Twitter? Yes. Well, I know we have our individual Twitters. Yeah, but we, so, have, but we have an, an actual Ugly Couch Show Twitter. Uh, yeah, too. I just don't know which one of us is running it. I know I'm not. Barry was running it. Oh, that's oh, a good okay. idea. The guy that doesn't do anything on the show? Well, I, he's, <laughs> I should uh, ask him about that because I should have that to do some stuff with. You should have that honor. I don't do much on Twitter, but I do a little bit. Yeah. I have a Twitter Same account. Way. I'm on there a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so. If you guys can find me on there, follow me. What's your Twitter? My Twitter handle is J-O-N-B-O-N-H-A-M. Just find me on there. Follow me if you're if you're listening. There it is. And we can uh, tweet back and forth. Bam. It's like that. Yeah. I'm the famous Paul. Yeah. And I'm Master Torgo. There you go. On Twitter. It is Jeff. On Twitter. Yeah. We're all those I'm, things. Yeah. We're, those we're, things. We're, we're, we're all who we, and we, I, and I we think are we, who we say we are. And I think that just kind of finished the show right there. There you go. So until next week, I'm that we did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> talk to you next week in Geek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twitter me hearties. Yeah, Twitter your hearts out. Twitter your hearts out. Twitter T, you can't tweet no more. Mm. I'm serious about that rat movie though. I'm I'm contemplating it. Now. I'm serious about He Man's Strong Sphincter. Somebody uh put up on Facebook uh, a little thing put uh, and now ladies and gentlemen, here is your cruise director Rizzo. <laughs> 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 That'd be really funny to have him come on. Good gosh, guys, stop eating each other, would you? Come on. Let's be a little more respectable with each other here. Rizzo, what happened? I don't know, Gonzo. <laughs> Could you see the rats and the snails facing off, though? I wonder how that would turn out. Well, well, I think the slow. snails would get quickly eaten, Devour, and the rats yeah. would get quickly sick. Right there, you go. It's a pro- there. It is. That's see, that's, that's a win-win right. situation. Except for the two hulking metal crash that happens in the middle of the ocean. You know, one there could be a really you know like like uh, boat of sin or something like that. I think or, they have that or, cruise or perga perga boat tree. <laughs> that's the name of the movie right Purgabotry. there Purgabotry. So, like, so like it's the new punishment that it's just a mega ship populated by the worst kinds of critters and they put criminals on there ah uh, yes and it's, and it's, it's a like very, the new form of execution it's a very uh what do you call that um unconstitutional most, most dangerous game <laughs> well sure but it's but, a most but dangerous it's in international game. waters, man. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's international waters. It's most dangerous game. It's Lord of the Flies. It's all that kind of stuff. And you you go and you see that there's like regions of the ship that are that have been amped up to nice. Some of the prisoners have survived and locked it down. But then there's other areas that are just total fucking horror. Uh, I love uh, this. Again, a, a fine 
idea for a story. Right. Paul, you want to work on a to, script? They have to make. Uh, they have to go make repairs sometimes because the place is sinking, and you have to go down there where all the rats are, and the god and wolves, and God knows what else they put on the ship, and like they don't even know what else is in there, and like there's it's a like bear. A trap doors. There's a bear. The like, fucking fuck, bear. There's a bear. There's a bear and a bunch of snakes. And the snake and the bear had a kid. Oh, man. This sounds like an awesome ah, movie. Ah, this is awesome. <laughs> They're the A-team. You know their soldiers are fortunate. They're the A-team. Helping people in need. Pretend that you're Hannibal. Murdoch or face. Or maybe be a Baracus. You know which one is an ace. Each is so separately with rifle and gear. If there's trouble to face, you know the A-team's here. They're the A-team. Hannibal Face, Murdoch, and B.A. Baracus, each is sold separately from Kronatoy.